You sell the destination, not the travel. Any successful marketing campaign, you sell the destination, not the travel. You don't sell the credit repair. You sell, hey, this can help you get to your dream home or your dream car more than, hey, fix your credit. You know, you'll get more traction and better results and better success and honestly, better clients from that. Are you ready to revolutionize your credit repair business? Welcome to Credit Repair Junkies, the ultimate podcast for credit repair entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Bruce Palatano, seven-figure serial entrepreneur and author. Each week, we'll dive deep into battle-tested strategies, uncover the latest industry breakthroughs, and reveal insider tips that will put your business light years ahead of the competition. If you're ready to grow your credit repair business, head to creditrepairjunkies.com forward slash go to watch my free training. Welcome everybody to the Credit Junkies podcast. Today I have Matt Hole from Credit Factor joining me. Welcome, Matt. Hi, pleasure to be here. I want to have a conversation with you today. Um, want to get to know a little bit about your your story and your journey to coming into the credit repair industry and having your own successful credit repair business. Um, I'm gonna ask a few questions. We'll have a nice chat, and then we'll we'll see where it goes. Sounds good. So tell me, what were you doing before? Like before you got into credit repair. What was life like? What were you doing? I've been in the automotive industry for about 11 years prior to this. Um, I spent a couple of years in car sales, and then I spent about the last 10 years in automotive finance for different manufacturers, different brands. So I learned a lot about finance, credit, lending, banks, like all of that kind of stuff. And it all became very, very interesting to me, but I learned about it all from the lending side. And so as I got more into like what makes up a credit file, what makes up a credit score, and like learning about actually how credit works, I started getting interested in actually doing this and realized you can make a lot of money helping people improve their credit or even just sharing general knowledge about how the credit system works since nobody cares to share that information with anybody outside of like diving into an extensive amount of research. From what I know, um, I know a few people who've been in the in the credit business, not the credit business, sorry, the car space and the, the automotive financing there's good money in that. Oh, it's decent money. Yeah, it's decent money. But you get tired of working for people and the hours are very long. You know, it's always a regular and odd schedule. You work every weekend, you work every holiday, you know, get told. Yeah, for sure. And you did that for the last 10 years, you said? The last 10 years since I was 18. So you're doing financing? Yeah, finance, finance manager. Everybody that I know in the car business said exactly what you just said. Like the schedule sucks. Right, like you, you gotta work weekends, and depending on the state that you're in, um, some dealerships are open on Sundays, some aren't. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm in one of those states. <laughs> yeah, I'm in Florida. We're open Sundays, New Year's yeah. Day, Christmas Day, Thanksgiving Day. <laughs> Every day they're open. People are always trying yeah, to yeah. say any day that ends in Y, they are open. I mean, you learn about you know you see credit reports because you're doing financing. So what led you to start a credit repair business? Like you're, I'm sure you're making great money, right? So what made you want to say, you know what? I want to start my own business. I want to start my own credit repair business. What clicked? What made you want to do that? So basically a couple of years ago, I was sitting there and I had started coming, I was starting to come across credit repair companies. I didn't know this was a thing, right? So I didn't know that it was possible to help somebody repair their credit essentially. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, well, I already know a lot about this, this side of it. At least I thought I did at the time. Turns out I really didn't know that much. And I was like, I want to start a credit repair business. And so I spent a whole bunch of time like researching into like, well, how would I do that? Like, how would I start that? And this is while I was still working for uh, the dealers. And I realized pretty quickly that I could base it almost entirely online. I mm -hmm. could create my own schedule. I could do everything. And it was going to allow me the flexibility 
to be able to build it and work on it while I kept working. I wasn't going to have to necessarily stop everything I was doing at work just to start another company, which with a lot of businesses, really, that's what you have to do. And eventually, I'm sure I will in order to expand it and take it further. But that's that's how that started. Now, why why credit repairs? Because it's already the industry I was in. So I was like, I can answer anyone's question related to this space from either side. Mm-hmm. And so I did rather than try and go and learn a whole entire new skill, I was just going to take what I already knew about credit, what I already knew about sales, and just apply it towards this. And that's kind of how that began. Yeah, so you are you already had your foot halfway in the door in the credit space. So you're like, huh, maybe I'll just do this. It's interesting. Yeah. I like that you said um, you chose a credit repair business because you realized that it was a type of business that you didn't have to go all in in order to start it, in order to make it work. Unlike many other businesses, you if you're going to start a business, you got to give it 100% of your time, right? So are you um, doing credit repair full-time yet or no? No, I still work. So I still have a job. I'm a finance manager for a GMC dealer here in Virginia. And I am, we're signing around five to six clients a month right now. And we just started taking clients a month ago. So you just started taking clients a month ago? Mm-hmm. And you're doing yep. five to six? That's so I spent, I spent a long time doing like the, the setup. You know, yeah. like looking for making sure everything was legit, making sure everything was legal. The, the laws and regulations continue to change and become tighter and more aggressive. So we were being very careful with that. Um, it was a lot of like trial and error too. Like I didn't really know how to do it. There's no guideline. And then you would come across these companies. Like I came across a company that I think was actually in Florida. Um, it wasn't your company. Um, but they were charging $50,000 to become a franchise. And I was like, okay, so we pay 50 grand and then we split a profit split, basically like 75, 25. And like, that was the closest thing I ever found to like anyone who was willing to do backend service work in exchange for um, helping you build and develop your business. So I was like, who has 50 grand just to go, you know, yeah. drop on an online business with some people I've never met before. You know, I, I wasn't going to do it. So that's that crazy. I kept the trial and error process trying to figure it out myself. And, uh, so how did you, how yeah. did you learn to start your credit repair business? Like what were the steps? Uh, like, how did the you? Steps were, I initially, I initially came across, I guess, what most people come across, which is Carter Repair Club, mm-hmm. um, and Speedy and stuff like that, and just sort of basically researching. I didn't even realize that that Carter Repair Club is basically just a CRM mm-hmm. at its at its core functionality. I was still learning about like credit repair CRMs and CRMs in general outside of how the car business works. So thanks to the car business, I actually had a big headway already into. Uh, sales and CRMs, so like yeah. contact and, and like all that stuff. So it was just adapting to it. I already knew where everything was supposed to be. I just had to like adjust before that system. And even though credit or credit cloud was good, it was still there's no like defined process. You know what I mean? They say here we're going to give you all the stuff to help you create a credit repair business. In reality, that's not even remotely true, right? They'll give you like they'll make you think that you can start it, you know. But there's so much more that you have to do above and beyond what that company can provide. What was missing? That, all of the regulatory stuff, basically, there was none of that in there. They'll give you their letters and stuff that have now been used and overused so many times that the credit bureaus are just automatically rejecting them. Like, I tried a couple of their letters just sending out, and they were immediately kicked out. Like, this yeah. letter is basically not from the client or whatever, the stall tactic stuff, and that would happen a lot. And so I was like, well, these these, these letters have to change. Like, they're, they're too generic. They've been seen too many times. But outside of that, like, their, their initial process for, like, getting you into it was pretty good, I would say. Like, they yeah. send you books. They send you little startup packets and stuff like that. So, like, as an intro, not bad. 
Um, but as far as like a real functioning, like this is a legitimate credit repair business that can actually make stuff happen and take on hundreds of clients and stuff like that. Yeah. No, not, not them. I wouldn't go so how them. did you learn to structure your business in that way and get all the tools and resources that you needed? So I started with uh, HubSpot. That was my main CRM. Mm-hmm. And I realized pretty quickly that HubSpot, while good, was not adaptable in many areas that I needed it to be. I still use it just because it was built with my website. Yeah. And then um, ended up switching over to your platform, which is Kohai Level. Okay. The tools. Uh, yeah. I like, I like that one significantly better. It does everything it needs to do. Everything is much easier and user friendly. And it takes all of like the stress and like multiple applications that I was going to have to run before out of it. It combines it all into one system, which is extremely important to me. I don't like having to connect a bunch of different things without having to do yeah. um, say here and stuff like that. So um, that's more like the technical side of it, not so much about how the business was actually created, but that's just kind of the stuff I was struggling with over the past year, trying to put it all together and yeah. move it from just like this is a, a cool thing that I wanted to do to do like this is a legitimate business I can market that can go in and out and acquire customers and that prevents itself out of real company. You know, gotcha. That makes yeah. sense, man. I mean, it a lot of people come into the industry with that false hope of man, all I need is a laptop and a cell phone and I can make a million dollars in credit repair, right? I can get one of right. those. They'll sell you that dream. You know, which is great and dandy. Like, I'm not saying you can't do it. You can. Um, but you almost have to be real realistic about it. You know, um, I didn't make a million dollars in credit repair my first year. I mean, who does? Very yeah, few I mean, people do. Maybe. Right. I know maybe. a couple of people who do, uh, but that's because they have a tremendous following on social media, you know, hundreds of thousands of followers. They're an influencer or their partner or something, right? Like I'm not saying it's impossible to do. You can hundred percent do it, but your everyday person who's in a rat race, in a nine to five, looking to quit their job to start a credit repair company, that average person will not make a million dollars in their credit repair business the first year, right? Especially if it's the first business they've ever owned. Not only are you having to learn how to run a credit repair business, you have to learn how to run a business period, you know, there's a lot of um, training and trial and error that you're going to go through to learn that stuff, you know? Um, And then like the other thing too, that a lot of people don't realize is like everyone wants to start their own business, be their own boss, run their own company, right? Well, number one, if you've always worked with somebody else, you've only done 10 cents, maybe even less of what an entire company does, right? Right. You have to know how to make payments. You have to know how to like manage insurance. If you have employees, have a charter, like like just a whole bunch of all these other things they never even considered. But mm-hmm. then the number one thing is, what does a business do? It sells a service. So if yeah. you don't know how to do sales, you don't know how to do anything. Yeah, that's that's where the and the start. compliance and the regulations that are involved in a credit repair space too. You know, there's federal laws that govern credit repair companies, and then there's state specific laws, and then there's sometimes even city specific laws. I know, like in Virginia, you know, you deal with like Department of Agriculture. It's like, what does the Department of Agriculture have to do with credit repair? Well, but that's who you have to deal with. That's where you get your licensing from. And, you know, so a lot of these regulations, if you're going to operate a business that you're going to scale, you want to make sure that you're you're legit, right? right? And you're not legit if you're taking Cash App as payments. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, it can be a business for too long and stuff like that. Yeah, and there's all these additional things that you have to learn if you're looking to start your credit repair business. They may not really learn from software companies right exactly. or you know unless you got like a one-on-one mentor 
who has been doing credit repair for a very long time and they're literally holding you by the hand and saying, do this, now do this, now do this. You're going to miss a few steps along the way that you're not going to realize or even steps until you're later on in your business and you realize, holy crap, I need a business license? What? Right? Like yeah. these things that you may not necessarily realize in the very beginning. Or bonds, um, insurance bonds and stuff like that too. Yeah, for sure. What is your um what is your goal? I mean, like you're you're still um working a job, you have your credit repair company. What is your 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 short-term goal for credit factor? So our short-term goal is we've done um I say we because I have a partner. Um my brother is my partner for credit factor. Mm-hmm. Um we've done co- um basically some projections based on different expenditures and um cost of acquisition and things like that. Our expectation is to be at, if, if assuming we didn't change any of our pricing, our expectation is to be at 20 acquired clients per month within the first year. So within the next 12 months to 24 months, we want to target 20 acquired clients per month. Once we're hitting around 400K in revenue, that will be when we transition to full time. So the goal is for both of you guys to together build a company to $400,000 a year, and mm-hmm. then you can quit or you'll both go full-time into the business. And based on the math, the numbers, the way the math is mathing is right, 20 new clients every single month for 12 months. For 12 months, yep. So we'll be having 240 clients um, life cycle per year. Mm-hmm. What's it going to take to get there? It's going to take a lot of marketing, a lot of social, well, less on social media promotion. The more research we've done in like social media, it seems like less and less credit repair specific clients come from social media we're going to and this is like something that we've just started working on is um like seo optimization um google ads working with marketing agencies working with ppc companies like pay-per-click and stuff like that and seeing how far that gets us along with all of our organic marketing campaigns going to like the mortgage lenders going to real estate agents going to automotive and automotive lead providers because what I have realized, especially through the car business, is you want to be marketing to people that already want to buy something from you. Mm-hmm. So if you're marketing on social media, that's fantastic. People are just going to see that you have credit repair business. They're not going to immediately associate with, oh, I have a bad credit score. Or they're not going to go on social media or Instagram or Facebook or whatever because they intend to spend money to go yep. to hang out with their friends or talk to people, right? Yep. But if they're like, I have a bad credit score. I want to buy a car. And the lender says, hey, look, we can't help you right now. And then they send the lead to me and then I call them. I'll be like, oh, this is great. Well, I was going to spend money anyways. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Um, Alex Ramosi, he says, you sell the destination, not the travel. Mm-hmm. That's like, if you're any any successful marketing campaign, you sell the destination, not the travel. You sell, you know, sitting on a white sand beach with a drink that has an umbrella in it in your hand. You don't sell getting to the airport, waiting through TSA line, waiting to get on a plane, being in the middle seat, right? So you don't yeah, sell, you don't sell the credit repair. You sell, hey, this can help you get to your dream home or your dream car or, you know, better rates. And that's, you know, if your marketing campaigns are optimized to sell the destination more than, hey, fix your credit, then that's, you know, you'll get more traction and better results and better success and honestly, better clients from that, right? Nobody wants to fix their credit just because they want good credit. No, no, yeah, I mean, you'd be surprised that people that have, that have never even like gone in and like pulled up to their credit score in their life. You know what I mean? Yeah. The first time they ran to a credit score is because they tried to buy a car or they tried to apply for a credit card and all of a sudden they get told about this thing that they've never heard of. Yeah. It's like, well, it's this thing like runs your life unless you can get the uh, 
billionaire. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, no, the credit education is, is very important. What made you want to have your brother as a partner? Like, why didn't you just say, I can do this on my own? What, was it your idea? Was it his idea? Like, why? Uh, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was both of ours. So we kind of came up with the idea together. Um, being both working full time, it allowed us to split and share different things like what's going on or what needs to get done. And that way, someone can always be working full on, on the business full time. So the business is always running at 100%, no matter who's working or who's not working. You know, we're both working at the same time. So um, he also has an extensive background in like business and uh, finance. He has a Series 7 license. So he has, he has a lot of stuff like that. So he does bring a lot of value to credit factor from that side he's the one who does all the cost analysis projections like so he went like, to cool business who does like your consultations like your sales calls we both do you both do so you split yeah that. so something i didn't mention about him he's a finance manager in the car industry also oh we is he same thing. He is, yeah <laughs> we do the same thing um so he's also very familiar and proficient in sales same as me so it's it created a very nice 50 50 balance we have the same skill set yeah, um, we bring slightly different things, you know, like our, our strengths versus weaknesses and stuff like that. So that's awesome. That's awesome. I had a business partner once and it worked <laughs> out, but did it anymore. <laughs> and then he just yeah. did it, you know, um, yeah. but he wasn't my brother. So that's, that's yeah, it makes the world easy. You know, it's, it's definitely good to have someone to um, share the load with, right? Yeah. Especially if you're not doing it full time. You know, now if you're to ask me, Bruce, would you recommend me having a business partner in my credit repair business? For my experience, I would say no, because you don't need one, right? You pretty much give it up the same thing. a percentage of your thing. company. And yep. there's other ways that you can accomplish the same things without having necessarily like a business partner. You know, you can accomplish the same thing by hiring like a $4 VA to do everything that your business partner is doing for you. And they don't own 50% of your company. <laughs> I yeah. completely agree. But it also depends on how big you want to stage it and what 100%. you trust or not. So like when you bring in business partners that are your friends, which I strongly advise against anybody that's listening, wants yeah. to go into business with their friend, you don't do it. Go into business with somebody who's going to bring value to your company, whether that be it from like an investment standpoint or yeah. something like that. And that's yeah. not even a good thing for credit repair because the cost to start the business is so low and the cost oh. to run the business is so low. You don't yeah. need those people. You can do everything completely on your own. And there's enough companies in existence like yours, for example, now that help so much with people that want to start and can give you just about every single thing you need. If you put your mind to a little bit and just work, that you'll be able to start just fine. So you guys both do the sales. Um, You guys both handle your your customer service. How does your processing work? Our processing is completely outsourced. And so it's a big shout out to your company. We outsource everything to CRJ. Okay. So Um, we're actually handling your dispute process for you. Okay. We are not doing any of our own disputing. We decided to bring on CRJ and use the um, outsourcing so that we could focus full time on marketing and business development and not on the credit repair process itself. Because that, to be honest, I've done that process and it's not fun for me. So if I could find, or I would be rapidly, if I wasn't using your service, I would be paying somebody else. You know, yeah. I'm just, I'm not going to do that service myself. If my skill set is not sitting behind a computer and writing dispute numbers and challenges and like all of that minus sales and acquisition of customers, you know? Yeah. Even if you so, have this, well, this is what I, I tell a lot of people ask, you know, when is the right time to outsource? Should I outsource? Why shouldn't I outsource? Um, and the answer to that is different for everybody, but the vast majority of people, the answer is this, who is growing your business? If you're licking stamps, folding paper, stuffing envelopes, right? Who's, who's actually 
doing the things that need to grow your business, who's doing your marketing, who's doing your sales, who's putting your business out there if you're doing that. Because if you have someone who's going to be doing that, great, then do that. That's an expense though. But if you're doing both, then every minute that you spend folding a piece of paper and stuff in an envelope is a minute that you're not spending on strategically growing your business. No one is going to do that for you. A business with no leads, a business with no marketing, no sales is a dead, failed business. 100%. Absolutely. It's like, oh, I'll I'll work 80 hours a week and I can do it. Okay, great. Then work 80 hours a week on growing your business. You're faster, much more effective if you're investing your time wisely instead of spending your time unwisely on things in your business that honestly someone else can do, right? You can outsource or you can hire somebody, you can... Like you cannot hire somebody to go out and be your brand. Like that's only you can do that. Mm-hmm. You know, be the face of your business. That's your business. So that's you know, a lot of people um, fail to realize that, and, that, and it it interrupts growth. And then, like the other thing to think about too is like usually the highest paid positions of any company are the sales positions. Why is that? Because those are the positions that are generating the business the most money. Yeah. All right. It's not the processing division. It's not any of those people. It's the sales. So sales yeah. and business development are always going to be the most highest paid and most valuable positions for any company because those are the ones that are generating the most revenue. Well, hundred percent right. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. What advice would you have? So if anyone is listening or watching and they're thinking about starting their own credit repair business, they're on a fence about starting a credit repair business, maybe they weren't even thinking about starting a credit repair business, but now they are. What advice would you have for that person? My advice would be uh, do it. You you will miss 100% of the shots that you never take. Um, a credit repair business is a very low cost. I'm not going to say it's a low risk because of the regulatory agencies. You need to know what you're doing. You need to know the regulations of laws with FCRA, the CFPB, the FDCPA, and like all of those companies surrounding how you structure your company. That's extremely important. But outside of that, from like a business standpoint, it's super low cost. You don't have to have inventory. You're providing service. And in my experience, service-based businesses are always the best because you don't have to maintain inventory. You don't have to have high uh, costs of operations up front. You don't have to have high costs of infrastructure. You don't even have to have a physical location. It's an internet business. So, I mean, I think my total cost of operations right now, when I, the last time I ran it, I think I'm paying 600 bucks a month total between all my software and like all of that that runs my company. $600 a month. So for $600 a month, that's your overall cost. You're operating a credit repair company. How much do you think you spent to start the business? I think I spent $2,500. Like by the time I got all the, um, what was that? $2,500. A lot of it, a lot of it went to just the startup, like, uh, getting my, my company set up because I ended up incorporating my company in Delaware. For a variety of reasons, we could have a whole nother conversation about why you're incorporating different states. Yeah. Um, but I ended up doing that, so I had to pay a little bit more for that to happen and maintain a registered agent, like all that kind of stuff. Some of it was trial and error, paying for stuff I didn't need. You know, like I was paying for a whole bunch of different software companies, um, yeah. trying to link them all together that I didn't need back then. And I think mean, that's just part of the learning process. I mean, you spend money to, to learn. So. so if you're if you're starting your credit repair business today, knowing what you know today, tell me what you would spend your money on and how much do you think it would cost? Like if you're brand new starting today, knowing what you know today, and you're going to launch a credit repair business today, what's the first thing you're going to get? The first thing I'm going to get is I'm going to set up the company. Uh, okay. I'm going to the company in dollars, but it's going to cost $400. You're $400. Gonna get your EIN number. Yeah, you're going to get your EIN number and you're going to get that done. Um, you're going to get a website. Oh, the website. Okay, so this is a completely different thing. The website was the majority of the cost. 
That's mm. what I forgot to mention. Um, I spent a decent amount of money to have a high-end website. So yeah. my website's stacked by WordPress. It's very functional. Any developer can work with it. I wanted that because I wanted to be able to scale the website. So I invested a bunch of money in it up front to make sure it was something that would last. Right. Um, rather than go through weeks or something like that, where I can get a site built for 700 bucks and just have a whole series of landing pages. So that was a major cost that I chose to take on. But you can, like, you can get a website built for $500 if you just want to do like a basic one. So let's talk about that because you chose to go heavy on that website. How much business do you get from your website directly? Right now, because I haven't done SEO, um, very little. Okay. Very How little. many current clients do you have? Uh, like I said, we sort of about we have five active right now. So you have five active clients. Did any of those come from your website and roll on your website or do anything on your website? One did. One did. Okay. How much revenue did you gain from those five customers? The one who came from my website, revenue was 500 bucks. Okay. And what about the other ones? The other ones were organic. They're, they're, they they have their life cycle. I charge monthly. So mm-hmm. they're going to total out around 1500 grand. So how much money have you made from the five clients up until today? Up until today, we're looking at $3,500, I think. About $3,500. And the yeah. one that signed up on your website, could he have signed up some other way or only through your website? Oh, absolutely. 100%. He could have easily signed up another way. He could have easily signed up for a funnel. Okay. You know, I'm not going to say websites like like the best way. And this is going back to like knowledge I didn't know. Yeah, exactly. I'm just trying to make sure that the people who are listening, they understand it. Even you, you need a website. For one reason and one reason only, it's because you're an online business. So you got to have a website. But as far as the functionality, like when you apply for a merchant account, they ask to see a website, right? But as far as for getting customers, making money, you don't need a $500 website, a $1,000 website. You can get a $20 website and just have a domain and you're good. I mean, yeah, to be very honest, you only need the landing page. You only need like whatever kind of like sales funnel you're trying to get the client to go into. That's all you need. And so if you wanted to do like bare bone, bare minimum startup cost, and if you wanted to do, I'd probably say like, you could probably get away with this for like $500. So you start the business with about 500 bucks and then you spend another 500 bucks on a monthly basis to operate the business once you have customers. Yeah. I mean, you're going to spend more than that as your, as your customers go up, especially if you're outsourcing. Yeah. Um, and then your biggest expense that no one likes to consider is marketing. Marketing, marketing. can get very expensive very fast. Yeah. So that's what we're looking into now and deciding what agency we want to work with. But at a bare minimum, one of the ones I've already chosen is probably going to be about 750 a month. Yeah. And then we're going to be picking up a bit more, but are going to be focusing on leads and not SEO. So you got to put money in, you know, you got to, you got to uh, make deposits so that you can make withdrawals. I say that all the time, right? Spend money to make money. You got to spend money. It takes money to make money. You know, you can grow it organically. It'll take you a while, but you got to be consistent. Whatever it is that you're doing, as long as you're consistent, you give it enough time, it will work. You know, I feel like paid marketing is um, pouring gasoline on a fire that already exists, right? You create the fire organically, you test it, you make sure the market likes it. And then you put paid ads behind it so you can pour gasoline on it. And then from there, you're off to the races, right? Absolutely. 20 clients, 12 months, you quit your job. 240 clients, quit the job. Right. Well, Maybe you'll have investor. We really don't know. We're going to have you back on here once, you, once you've reached that goal. As awesome. soon as you say, hey, Bruce, I'm full-time, you let me know. We'll get you back on here. And then <laughs> we'll talk about the, the journey that it went from where you are today to where this goal is, and we'll have that that conversation. Maybe in twelve months it'll be five hundred clients, not two forty. Maybe less. Like I have one of my one on one coaching clients. He got to 
560 clients in his first 12 months in business. Wow. That's super impressive. Yeah. It's oh, awesome. Yeah, we we all organic, bro. Like he went ham on TikTok. Ham. Really? On TikTok. Daily posting videos, going live. And in 12 months time, 560 active clients. 567, I believe. 567. That's how I remember. He showed me. 567 active clients in 12 months. That's awesome. Yeah, so it's possible. You know, is yeah. you got a butt. He was doing it full time. He was grinding. He was hustling. So it's it's possible. You get in what you put out. You know, you you get out what you put yeah, in. Yeah, you get out of what you put in. But we're gonna I'm gonna be talking to you in less than twelve months, and you're gonna have your 240 clients, and we're gonna talk about that journey. Yeah, I'll hit you up when it's 240. Awesome, Matt. What what do you do? You want to ask me anything? You have any questions for me? You want to put me on the spot? Yeah, let's uh, let's put Bruce on the spot. Um, when you started your credit repair company i kind of know the story from like youtube and stuff like that i want to talk more about like uh what made you want to transition into student loan consolidation and why did you choose to go into that over credit repair you know part of my story is when i sold my my credit repair business the first one i was honestly i was burnt out i was burnt out we had seven thousand plus clients and i was i was burnt out so I had recently, probably within the last year of operating the credit repair company, started offering student loan relief services. And I fell in love with it. Like the ease of the service itself, the satisfaction of the client, it, it just, it just, it, it was like a breath of fresh air in the middle of the chaos of this super extremely large credit repair company, right? The biggest things were my ability to guarantee a result. Right. Like with credit repair, unfortunately, you can't guarantee a result because you don't have a crystal ball. You don't know if the credit bureaus are violating any of the consumer rights and you don't know if you got. So you can't see here and guarantee. But with the student loan relief, I can guarantee that my clients loans will get consolidated. I can guarantee that their monthly payment will drop to twenty dollars a month because of their income or zero because of their income and family size. So it was just a breath of fresh air to take everything that was negative about the credit repair business. It was positive on a student loan relief business. Right. And then the ability to charge my customers um, and have them actually pay and service the customer within 20 minutes of a time frame. Right. It literally took us the entire work that we were being paid for, as opposed to credit repair every month. We got to talk to the client. We got to write the spew letters. We got to print them. We got to mail. So it was just so different that everything that I was burnt out and doing on a credit repair side, the student loan relief side was like a relief for me. Right. But that only lasted so long because it wasn't my passion. Like it was a relief, but I wasn't passionate about it. Right. Like I realized, man, I am so passionate about credit and helping people that I just circled back and started a brand new company again from scratch. And today we're doing, you know, last month we did $194,000 in, in revenue in our credit repair company. So like, awesome. I, I love it, but it's, it, it can get chaotic. Right. Yeah. And it's just about trying to stay fresh and trying to stay compliant and trying to make sure that your clients are happy. That makes the experience best, better for everybody, the clients and the people involved in running the business, you know? So for me, when I transitioned to student loans, it was, it was out of, you know, just a burnout that I felt. And I just, I was like, All right, I need to do something different. But that helped me realize that that's not my calling. My calling is in credit repair. And I quickly made a U-turn and, and started all over again and, you know, started Credit Repair Junkies, which helps, you know, other uh, credit repair business owners like yourself and other people start their own credit repair business. So my passion is in the credit repair space. 
you know, so that's, I, I, it helped me realize that. Yeah. It's a, it's a service we're going to be in for offering in the future. Yeah. Relatively soon future. So. Yeah. Thank you. Any other questions? No, I think, I think I don't have any more questions right now. I'll save them for when I come back on. Yeah. I'm really yeah, excited I'm to, to have that, that conversation. I know you guys are going to make it happen. You're a super intelligent dude. I'm sure that you and your brother are going to, are going to figure this out real quick. Um, and since you're one of our clients, you know, you can, you know, you have our support anytime that you need to have any questions, um, need any help with anything, want to run anything by us and the team, we're always available to, to help you and to assist you. And you guys have been super awesome with that. I've never dealt with a company that was so efficient and effective at solving problems. Thank you. I, I, I invented some problems. And Did you really? You guys, yeah, <laughs> you guys fixed them. That's awesome, man. We're happy to hear it. Um, that's, you know, we're, we're happiest when our clients are happy. You know, when we hear our clients say that, that, that we're helping them, that's really what our, what our mission is. That's our purpose is to help others achieve the same success that we were able to achieve. I'm just trying to pave the path and help you guys get there. That's awesome. Awesome, Matt. Thank you for being a guest on, on Credit Junkies podcast. Um, we'll be talking to you hopefully here within the la- next 12 months and, and talking about that journey of yours. All right. All right. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Thanks for coming on, brother. 